Welcome to Rethink Real Estate. My name is Ben Brady, and this is a real estate podcast based around the principles of our non-distressed auction model and Australian real estate concepts at work today in the US marketplace. We focus on scripts, dialogues, real situations in negotiation, listing appointments, prospecting, and all concepts to do with real estate. We look forward to being real and rethinking real estate with you. Hi there, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Rethink Real Estate. Uh, Jason here. I have on the phone uh, Ben and also a special guest I will let Ben introduce here in just a moment. Ben and our special guest up in San Francisco. Gentlemen, good morning. How are you? Morning. Morning. So, uh, so Jason, we're here in San Francisco actually at a WeWorks. Um, you don't mind a WeWorks, do you? Uh, tower. Sorry, mate? You can hear me okay? Yeah, I've got you fine. You're in a WeWorks. You do like a WeWorks. Sorry, did you say you're in the Salesforce Tower? No, we're near the Salesforce Tower, downtown at the moment, but uh, but we're just uh, sort of getting a good feel for things. Been here over the uh, over the weekend as we've had the first open house for one of our first auctions. Um, and uh, and Daniel uh, Hope, who is on the line with us here, I'll, uh, I'll let, uh, let introduce himself here in a minute, uh, is our new uh, regional auction director for up here in the Bay Area as we... Uh, Focus our journey through uh, through offering Harcourt's auctions to uh, all networks within a specific marketplace where Harcourt's as a franchise isn't. Um, we're not in the Bay Area, up in Northern California, so we thought we would try our hand at offering the auction process out to the wider marketplace to see what the reception of it all is and uh, and ultimately try and gear towards the people that ultimately take it on board and really grasp it then offering them an opportunity within Harcourts but but ultimately this is uh, this is a uh, a chance for us to uh, certainly refine the process even further as we've done because it actually been a really big experience for us you know now giving some concept and giving some thought through to the fact that we were offering auctions to outside of Harcourt's network and um, and really, you know, understanding, you know, going into the next phase of our rollout and understanding how much further development that we need um, for an, a non-captive audience within a franchise network so far. So it's been interesting, um, but uh, Daniel has been on the ground all of, oh, I don't know, uh, Daniel, how long now? Uh, it's just over a week now. Uh, and uh, you've already listed uh, our first auction, mate? Uh, yes, yeah, so I already listed the first one. I think oh, I don't even think I've actually gotten into San Fran at, at, at that point when I, when I had a meeting in San Jose. And um, I think we're close to getting getting on board with the second one as well with the same agent. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, though, so, uh, so she picked it up pretty quickly. But, um, but I guess that... Uh, I guess that the thing is also is that coming into uh, to you being here in San Francisco, mate, it hasn't been smooth sailing, uh, so to speak, so far. Um, we had a little bit of a mishap over the weekend where Daniel's hotel room got robbed um, and uh, and misplaced the phone, the computer, got his got his wallet and everything stolen. So it's been a wonderful welcome into San Francisco so far for you, mate. Now it's um, it's definitely an interesting city. Let's put it that way. Now, Daniel, where where were you when you were getting robbed, mate? Um, I was I was actually in the room, so I was asleep. You know, had had, had a good night out, and um, had was just enjoying my, my sleep. And yeah, 
woke up in the morning, went to went to get the phone, and everything was gone. <laughs> no, well, mate, we're, we're we're at the same point in time. You know, it's been it's been 24 hours, so naturally the characteristics of Jason and I are taking you know taking the Mickey out of you, so to speak, or having a bit of fun with it. But mate, we're very pleased that you're okay because you know at the end of the day things could have gone down a lot worse, and uh, you can replace a phone, a laptop, and a few IDs and things of that nature. It uh, and it's a bit frustrating, but at the same point in time, mate, we're just happy that you're okay, considering that you're in the room when it all went down. Yeah, that's exactly right, and that was that's kind of the biggest thought that came from it from me is you know what what would have happened if I hadn't woken up. But yeah, yeah exactly. Thankful nothing happened, and you know as we said, we, everything can be replaced, and we just get going again. All right, that's all right. right Kumbaya is right. done. I'm glad you're okay. You will never live this down, Daniel. Ever. No, that's okay. I understand <laughs> that. I think working, yeah. working with you guys for, for the short time that I have been, I've quite understood that you don't really live much down it if you have a mistake like that. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us, guys. So Daniel, obviously, uh, been up in the bay now for a week. You've had some ebbs and flows. We can obviously tell with regards to that listed of property being robbed. I mean, you've, you've experienced almost everything. Uh, talk to us a little bit about the uh, San Francisco uh, marketplace, the approach to Harcourt's auctions up there and... Uh, and obviously, the, the plan of attack as we kind of end 2019, what Harcourt's auctions in the Bay Area looks like for next year? Yeah, sure. Um, from, from everything that you know we've spoken about and, and looked at with, with Ben and myself and, and the team before coming up is that they do their real estate a little bit different here in, in a way that they, they still actually manage to sell a lot of their property above the listing price, mm-hmm. uh, which, which we found quite interesting. So I think that actually allows us to, to really bring that auction market in because it's it's following the exact same process anyway except we we would obviously do it with complete transparency to our buyers and, and the interested parties and and go forward with everything there yeah unbelievable yeah. and i and i and and i think to add to that jace um you know daniel summed that up beautifully but you know the other thing also is that we've seen you know we thought that the market here was on fire so to speak but but the thing that we've really noticed over the last few days of just being here and getting stuck into things and on the ground for the last, we'll call it 72 hours, is really the period of time that we spent a little bit of time really focusing on it. Even though Daniel's been here a bit longer, he's sort of situating himself and getting a place sorted and stuff. But uh, the the thing that I've been amazed with is that the volume of price reductions that are happening at the moment as well. Um, you know, there's a lot of inventory on the marketplace. There's there even though people say that there's not a lot. You know, if you if you there's there's probably not a lot of freestanding single-family homes okay there's definitely not a lot of that here in the peninsula uh, sorry on the in san francisco in the city itself um but uh but when it comes to apartments and things of that nature there is a high volume of inventory on the marketplace then you move down to the peninsula down to say san mateo and palo alto and as you lead towards san um, san jose is that still inventory is is quite high and the volume of price reductions that are happening and them not getting over the list price anymore you know you've seen agents in this marketplace certainly say that the marketplace has come back off and they're looking for a little bit more of a solution to offer their sellers because you know that vicious cycle of traditional of just chasing the marketplace down so we're, so our approach really at this point in order to start conversations is just going and having Having conversations with people with agents that we can see their listings have had a price reduction and potentially that seller's honeymoon period with them is starting to come to a to an end and they need to offer a solution that expediates things that that uh, that certainly are. But certainly, the, the, rather than just simply another price reduction, to make it, for example, the first auction that we've got in 30th, um, 30th Street over in, where, where is it? Sunset, isn't it, Daniel? Yeah, so the Sunset District. Park yeah, so Sunset District, you know, this is a, you know, it's a 
it's a three bedroom um uh with uh and you know bidding to start from this is 1.1 million our previous list price on it was just under 1.3 million dollars and mm. you know we've got active interest on the property two offers straight away and then also we've got we had um 15 groups for our first open house on saturday and 16 through our second open house on sunday um and today following all of those people up we weren't lucky we were unlucky enough not to in our follow-up yesterday not get a hold of everyone being veterans day but ultimately trying to determine some registered bidders on that so this is our really good gauge into the marketplace here that you can certainly enlighten the property it'd been on the marketplace 60 days already and just had hit a really stagnant patch and and to to provoke the marketplace using auction is still working the same way and i think that you know daniel the the thing that um agree with me or disagree is that you know the thing that i've i've said at the open houses and all the questions and all of the like little objections that we've had so far to it from agents and everyone are exactly the same as what they were in Southern California and Nevada, everywhere that we've been, you know, or everywhere that we are, are exactly the same. And that's one of the things that I've enjoyed over the last few days is getting a grasp of things because even myself, who's been, who's taken options to all of the different states and all of the different countries that we've done it, you know, is that the reality is, is that the objections and the questions and all of that are exactly the same regardless of where you've gone. No area is different to another. And that's been, a, that's been a, refreshing thing to understand yeah 100 percent agree with that i think you know everyone kind of sees the same same information being put forward and, and they see the option and process and, and it's just that same explanation that we have to go through of no look it, it's a process to to expedite a, a result for our seller yeah and i will and i will say this also is that i think that people here in san fran have been a little bit more open to it when i say people the listing agents have still got some resistance because they don't know what it is just yet and and certainly some of them think that oh no they don't need that here and you know same things um however the 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 buyers and the agents that are representing the buyers have been relatively open to the concept because they've been in situations where they've been you know five ten offers on a property in traditional where there's no transparency at all and you mentioned the words transparency to them and they feel very refreshed with it mm. i think that's been the approach so far daniel would you agree with that yeah, definitely agree with that as well. And and the fact that, you know, even with um, a few of the agents that we have spoken to, that they're starting to realise that the market's taking a bit of a turn and, you know, mm. things are slowing down. So they're definitely, you know, they say they're curious about the process and that's that's always good news for us. And but definitely the buyers and, and once they're getting an idea of, you know, what they can get for their money and, and to hopefully not miss out on properties, then yeah. they're, they're definitely enjoying it a lot more. And I think that one of the one of the things also that's been a been a challenge for me and getting my head around it over the past little while is that, you know, the, the problem that we've got, which is also a champagne problem, there are so many properties on the marketplace that are exceeding 30, 45, 50 days price reductions. It's kind of almost like drinking from a fire hose in the sense that it's like, where do you, where do we start? Where do we start? You know, like, and, and, and the answer to that is just one call at a time, okay? But where do we start? So Daniel's going to be focusing on, um, Daniel's going to be focusing on just San Francisco for now. Um, we actually do have a meeting in Palo Alto with a gentleman, um, a broker that uh, today at one o'clock um, that owns a, a real estate company down there that's curious about it as well. But uh, but just from just from connecting and, and getting people, uh, meeting people and talking to people. But I guess that the real focus for now is going to be San Francisco and then we'll integrate through to the peninsula once we put a few more regional directors like Daniel in his position. And it, 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 it's funny, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to this and there are a few things I'm kind of picking up, up on, but one thing I want to make a point of is that by the sounds of things, there has been, you know, Daniel's been there a week, Ben, you've been there for basically the weekend. 
And there seems to be a particular thirst for this kind of process. Certainly people are very much open to it and they're looking for it, which only in, in yes, a market which is pulling back slightly. However, you know, when we, when we compare this to a lot of the marketplaces, uh, Ben Daniel, that we've typically been working in over the last few years as, as Harcourt's auctions has solidified itself and its success here in the US is that we, we talk about three weeks, four weeks, five weeks on the market as quite a short snapshot in time, quite a short period of time. And, you know, the habitual nature of the marketplace up in the Bay Area is that it has been so strong for so long is that we would still look at that and say, hey, that's still a strong market. But that slight recline of being on the market that extra two weeks is now causing agents or good agents to get a price reduction. And so they are very much open to and and really looking for this auction process where it hasn't been in the past. And obviously, yep. we don't have uh, that track record just yet up there, and yet there's still so much uptake in it, which is really exciting as far as the process is concerned moving forward in the future, not only for us, but really right across the board as, as, a, as a big opportunity. I do want to clarify. I do want to clarify just quickly, Jace. Like, the, the thing, I, I, the, the biggest challenge that we see, or certainly I do, and Daniel, you can correct me if you think I'm wrong here, is that our biggest problem is actually agent ego. Um, Agent ego is going to be our biggest challenge to get to the sellers because we we want the agents. We're there to empower the agents. We want to help them. We want to make sure that you know that that we're there having the tough conversations for them and assisting them with running the offers. So that you know, I use an analogy when we when we talk about it is that an agent when you employ an agent, they've got to wear fifty different hats, okay? But the first thirty hats that they have to wear around marketing and getting the client to like you and trust you and all those different things actually are counterproductive to the last twenty hats that they have to wear in perspective of giving them feedback on the marketplace and truthful information so that they're not clouded, making sure that you have a tough conversation with them when they might be, there might be a touch of greed in the mix of things. You know, all of those different things. Um, however, you know, the, the biggest trouble that we face from a perspective here, I believe, is that the agent's thinking they don't need it. Now, eventually that will change, but I personally believe, just like when you do cold calling for expired listings, like the average is you've got to have 10 touch points with a seller before you actually get to go in and do that appointment. I believe that Daniel's touch points and and certainly my touch points and, and the new regional directors, when they come on, they're going to be in the vicinity of five or six to, or to 10 touch points with a particular agent before they go, well, maybe we do need to try this before I lose the listing. And, you know, it'd be, it'd be nice to see agents realize it a lot sooner and I, i'm sure some of them will but that could be that potential challenge that we have at the moment yeah and and that's i would 100 agree with that because i can already say that you know the conversations that i have had with agents that usual the response is oh we don't need that in this marketplace why would we need that here yeah. if, you, if you're saying that then but you're still going through price reductions it, yeah it's just i think i think the focus at the moment is just dealing with that but also getting them to realize that you know it's not a distressed thing I yep. think they're at that point where they still consider it as a, as a distressed process. So then we just go through and explain our, our platform there. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But, uh, you know, and, 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 and getting them to understand that distress, having the perception of distress can be a good thing because a home is never on the marketplace in isolation is on the marketplace in competition. So that's the, and that's the, and that's the process from there. But, um, but yeah, so, so we're, uh, we're, we're into it. We're about a week in, let's call it a week. Um, you know, and, uh, and, you know, so far two auction listings, um, uh, so far, you know, and getting a really good handle and feel for things. Um, and, uh, and away we go. Exciting times. Are you finding just just one question? I want to draw back on. I'm curious about. Are you finding that um, that agents are twofold? Firstly, are they are they able to and are they 
are they now opening themselves up to some of those tough conversations? Because if they don't need it, there's kind of a couple of aspects to that. But additionally, obviously, as we all know here, is that the, the auction process is one where it's not about needing it as far as an education or my property's not selling, but particularly in a marketplace where there may be some desirability for a property is that opportunity. You know, we look at, at 30th Street in, in my uh, very ignorant understanding of, of that property and the interest that you've got it's really an opportunity for us to maximize the market and and push it for all that it's worth where that list price you know in, in the bay area where agents are so used to getting over that list price albeit marginally it is still there as an anchor point and when we have yeah. the auction process there is no anchor point tying a buyer back it really will discover what that value of the home could get to are agents opening themselves up to that do they do they understand that they, well, mate, I've got to be honest, I don't think we've had enough conversations in order to answer that question, you know, and, and it's going to come with volume of conversation and volume of acceptance or, or volume of not accepting it. And, you know, is there a chance that we might have to pivot things here a little bit more? Maybe, but we want to stick true to our process. Like, for example, like on these first auctions, Daniel and I are basically running the open houses for this agent to get a good feel of things, you know, where like Daniel's following up with every person with inquiry and all of those different things. Like we're, we're getting a level of service that the guys in Southern California um, would just be like, well, basically, you're the listing agent. Basically, we are the listing agent mm. on this, but that's what we're going to do probably for our first ten properties, Jace, mm-hmm. so that we can we can get an understanding of things even better. That's kind of like what what I did on our first auctions. You know, I remember the first one with Tracy Moore is that you know it was it, I drove to that property twelve times in Vista in the space of three weeks. You mm. know, like it was. You know, you, 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 you're you overcompensating in the beginning to learn more, to then understand more. Um, but, at, but at the moment, you know, there's positive signs. And I think that overcompensation comes with fearing that this marketplace is going to be different to others. And this market's been the best marketplace in the United States for the past 15 years. Like, mm. it's just outperformed everything. And, you know, it might be starting to slow down a touch. And when it does start to slow down, it's a perfect opportunity for us, um, for the auction process to be used. But also, even if it does speed up, it won't matter because that transparent factor will become play. Yeah, absolutely. No exciting stuff and there's no better field uh, field study or experience or, or understanding of what a marketplace is going to do and how they're going to react than, uh, than obviously doing that feedback, finding out exactly what people are saying on the ground and the reactions from a seller and an agent to it. So uh, certainly exciting times ahead. That one property obviously coming up for auction here this week, gentlemen. So I'll be excited to have multiple parties bidding and, uh, and smash the reserve and all those kinds of exciting things that we expect with auctions, right? <laughs> that's right mate that's exactly right you know 100 bidders out the front of the property you know waiting to you know bid through our new application absolutely you know daniel's going to be knocking them away with a uh, with a stick it'll be interesting now, daniel getting robbed will be the last of your worries if we can't get multiple bidders please okay Oh, let, let's just hope I don't go back down that track again. Yeah. yeah, Daniel's just more concerned at the moment about, you know, getting his... The, you know, the, the, I think that the, the funniest part in all of this for me, and again, not to make light of the situation for Daniel, because we just need to start making light of it, because if you didn't laugh, you'd cry. But, you know, it's funny, you, you lose your wallet, you lose your phone, you lose all of those different things, and, and you're like, oh, shit, I've got to replace everything. That's fine. But the biggest struggle, and correct me if you think I'm wrong, Daniel, because I've seen you go through it, is actually the Apple, your Apple ID, your <laughs> Apple ID, and getting verification to another phone number that then ultimately you can't find that number, and then Apple won't change that number for you. It's just been a complete nightmare for the poor bloke. Is that fair? I think I spent probably half an hour on different phone calls with Apple probably yesterday at, at least, and I've switched the SIM card between three different phones, and I've finally come up with a result, and hopefully they don't lock me out of it all of a sudden. So <laughs> it's, uh, it has been an interesting process, that's for sure. Well, mate, talk, uh, about, talk about monopoly above someone's life is that Apple has made a complete and utter monopoly of your life. Oh, if you, haven't if it they? goes to smithereens, you, oh, haven't you know, they? they've got you. 
Well, it's uh, just the small things as well that you don't think about. Like, as we said this morning, Ben, I'm walking around carrying my laptop because I don't have a laptop bag anymore. So, <laughs> That's right. He comes out of he comes out of the out of the apartment and he's got his laptop in his hands and his charger. I'm like, what's this guy doing? Uh, John, then, Jonathan Bass. Like, Jonathan Bass has got a really desirable brown bag. I'm sure that he'll be willing to borrow uh, to uh, to lend to you, Daniel. It's uh, it's something you'd be really excited to be uh, having over your shoulder. But yeah, um, I think his um, I think his granddad would miss that if he gave it all. <laughs> <laughs> well said. That's good. Well said. Well, well, gentlemen, I I think um, obviously in the interest of time, we do have a couple of minutes here, and Daniel, I might. Uh, throw to you if you wanted to give some of the listeners a, a very brief synopsis of uh, a little bit about yourself and then perhaps in a following podcast ben we can have a bit more of an introduction uh in, a, in an in-depth manner to to daniel and a little bit about uh his role and, and his history and an introduction to uh to the network obviously but um uh some pretty exciting things going on in san francisco there's no question and obviously already the traction um you know having just landed and and before daniel got uh beautiful Ronda up there already having a listing presentation and getting that secured so congratulations mate obviously uh, some very exciting and big things to come up there and um, mate really really quickly give the listeners a, a, a kind of five minute uh, history to you and a little bit of an understanding of uh, what you're all about mate uh, yeah sure well obviously um, I've been in real estate for a few years now and was was lucky enough to, to work with probably one of the top producers in, in Brisbane on the Bell property in, in Deb Sutton and it was great to learn under her and, and to work with that and and um, you know, I suppose learn all the ropes and the ways about going to the conversations that you have in order to get to gain business. Um, obviously, only being in real estate for a few years, it was a real, you know, hit the ground running, go hard and see what you can do. And um, But prior to that, I was actually a school teacher, lived and worked in London for a little while and then was back in Brisbane and uh, decided to make a move and change because, you know, I was looking for something different and looking for something a bit more exciting. And then, um, yeah, the real estate stuff came up and grabbed it with both hands and took the chance and then, um, ben, I think, got in contact with me through um, through Josh and offered this opportunity here, and I figured, why not? And, yeah, here I am. Well, mate, uh, you come very highly recommended from Mr. Procopus, although uh, I don't know if that is uh, an endorsement or not. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I'm not sure about that. Let's, uh, let's <laughs> I think it depends on who you are. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Right. But uh, certainly, mate, uh, uh, I've seen you play golf. Apparently, you're uh, better than the performance that you provided, but we're certainly very excited to have you on board, mate. Already some... Uh, some uh, some great traction up there and um, some exciting things that we will be keeping everyone posted on as far as the Bay Area as we solidify that. Uh, and already the next uh, two or three auction events, we have properties lined up from the Bay um, to uh, to jump in the order of sale. So some great things there and um, we're looking forward to seeing it all unfold. Yeah, thanks. Cool, it's obviously great to, be, great to be part of the team. All right, guys. Great well, to have uh, you, mate. Good deal. We will uh, we'll leave it there for this episode of Rethink Real Estate, folks, as we enter the Bay Area for auctions. Uh, some very exciting times ahead, and uh, you'll get to hear from and understand how the Bay Area and Daniel Hope has been tracking along over future episodes. And we uh, appreciate you tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode of Rethink Real Estate. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks.